A lot of agency owners are looking to bring on the best talent to their agency. When they're looking to grow their business and their teams, they often spend a lot of time recruiting high-performing agents and brokers within their communities, which makes sense. I mean, if you have great talent, your agency will be successful. Or will it? Is talent really what separates great agents from average ones? Or is it something else entirely? Join me for this episode of Sales Fiction, where I break down the three key things that separate star performers from average ones and what you can look for in the hiring process to set your agency up for success in the long term. This is Sales Fiction. I'm Christy, the owner of Time to Profit, and I created this podcast to help agency owners lead their teams to success. I spent a lot of time observing agency owners and leaders hire and onboard new people only to see them fizzle out and fail within their first three years in the industry. Even though a lot of agencies felt like they didn't really lose anything when this happened since they only made money if the team members made money and they weren't investing a lot of money since they were paying only commission, they were losing a ton of time and energy onboarding people. And more importantly, they were losing brand capital when people would show up and represent the agency and not do a great job of it. And that had a lot of hidden costs to the agency. So in my experience, investing in your team's performance can increase the success rates of agents by as much as 80%, making not only happier team members, but for happier clients. If you're an agency owner and you are looking to grow your agency through your people, this podcast is for you. Today, we're talking about three things that differentiate star performers from average performers. There is a long-term saying, if you've been in sales for any amount of time, you've heard this a million times, that 80% of your production comes from 20% of your team, or 80% of your volume comes from 20% of your customers. And this is really the logic for why people are so focused as agency owners on hiring for those high, high, high performers. But what I want to ask you today, what I want to challenge you to do is ask yourself, what if you could get 50% of your team performing at that star level? What would that do to the agency's bottom line? What would it do to your company's morale? And more importantly, what would it do to the lives of those agents who are able to up-level their performance and start performing at that level? It's really easy as an owner to focus on hiring for those 20% of the agents. If you can just find the best talent, if you can recruit the best talent, and then you'll be successful. But I have really found that this puts agencies and brokerages at a disadvantage. For one, those high performers are very well sought after, right? You're not the only one who wants to recruit the people who are going out there and year after year having stellar sales in your community. So you've got to have a really compelling reason that they want to come work for you. And oftentimes that reason comes down to commission splits, compensation, things that ultimately end up costing the agency a lot of money. And instead, what if you knew what made up those star performers? So you could look for underdeveloped stars in the marketplace and recruit and train them to be the star performers. That is what we are talking about today, because ultimately that is not only important and essential, but it is 
absolutely possible. One thing that I believe wholeheartedly, not just because I want to, but because I have seen it so many times, is that sales fundamentally is a skill that can be developed. It's not a you got it or you don't thing. It is something that you can train people to excel at. It really is. But there are some core competencies that will differentiate who is going to be successful in the long term and who's going to be who's going to likely struggle. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Before I do that, I want to just give you an example. I have a client currently who had one of their agents. This is maybe 18 months ago and we had conversations, is this agent going to make it? Are they going to be successful? And the agency owner said, I don't think so. I mean, I'll bet you money on it. I don't think this person is going to be successful. That person now, not only is the top producer in their company, but is setting sales records pretty consistently. And we've been talking a lot about what is it that made this agent able to make that type of transition? Like, what is it that took this person from being someone who was struggling to someone who was thriving? And what were the fundamental characteristics that this person had that we should be looking for when we hire and onboard and grow our agency? So let's dive right in. I'm going to give you three things that when you are looking to recruit agents to your company that have the potential to be stars, the things that you should be looking for. And they're not the fancy things. They're not the things like consistent sales performance. There are things that are more important, right? This person didn't have a track record of success and it showed in their first few months in the agency. And yet here they are leading the team. And so what is it about this person that made that type of transition possible? Because I will tell you this is possible 80% of the time. It is not possible 100% of the time. Not everyone is going to make that transition from being someone who is struggling or average to being a star. And so if you can identify early on what those characteristics are, you will have a much easier time recruiting and developing the people where the true potential is. And it's looking past that shiny resume, that shiny smooth talk, the things that make you think the person's going to be successful and really diving down into the heart of how this person functions and how they're going to show up day after day, week after week. The first thing that I want to talk about is the first thing that you should absolutely be hiring for is initially I was going to say coachable, but I don't think that's actually what it is. What it is is a relentless desire to learn. They have a drive to be better and study their craft and they're open to feedback. That's where the coachable part comes in. You know, sometimes people are coachable. They'll say all the right things. Okay, yeah, I hear you. Yes, yes, it sounds good, but they don't have that drive to want to be better. They don't want to master the craft of what they're doing. But you also see these people, and you probably have them in your agency, you probably have them as colleagues who, you know, if they have downtime, they're reading the latest sales book. They are talking to other people. You know, what are you doing? They're taking courses. And even though they're successful, even though they've had success, they're still asking this question, how can I get better? What do I not know? What can I learn that will make me even more successful in the future? And so this relentless desire to learn is ultimately what creates somebody to be coachable. When you want to get better, you want to take coaching. And 
underneath this idea of coachable, which is kind of a buzzword, is that relentless desire to learn. And underneath this, here's some questions. How do you hire for this? How do you discern this from your people? Ask questions. What's an example of something that you weren't naturally good at that you learned to excel at? And then once they have identified that, how did you do that? So for me, right, I use this example a lot of running. I have um, run a couple of marathons, countless half marathons. Running is what centers me and it grounds me. And when I am running regularly, I am a happier person and a better person. But it didn't always look this way in my life. And, you know, I joke that in college, people would say, do you want to go for a run? And I would be like, why would I want to do that? No, I don't want to go for a run. And then, you know, as life happens and I was younger and I was dating somebody and he was training for an Ironman, I started showing up at his races and the energy was infectious. And really that's what got me was there was just this energy at the start of a race. And I thought, okay, well, you know, maybe I'll do a 5K. And I did my first 5K and then I did my first 10K and I was terrified. And we're going to talk about this kind of being terrified and being scared here in a little bit, but I was terrified. How am I ever going to run six miles? Like I I thought that that was an impossible task. And so this is a great example. If somebody asks me, what's an example of something you weren't naturally good at that you learned to excel at? I would say running and specifically distance running. Not that I'm going to you know, set any records, but to be able to go from hating running to being scared of running six miles to running a marathon is remarkable improvement. And it's something I'm really proud of. But when I think back, here's the other question. How did you do that? That is the important question. How did they do that? And think about if they can discern. Like for me, I started going to running groups. I started talking to other people. I started making connections. I started reading books about running, right? Like I wanted to understand it. And so the more I understood it, the better I was able to do at it. And so really ask people not only that example of something they've learned to excel at, what was their process of getting good at it? And see if you can discern underneath that, is there a drive to get better? Is there a drive for learning? Some other questions that you can ask around this is, what's the last thing you learned? How did you learn it? Right? And then how did you implement it? Because here's the thing. Sometimes we have people that we run into that have a huge desire to learn, right? They're constant students, but they don't do anything with that learning. And this is the thing about the being coachable and the having the drive to be better and study their craft is that you need people who not only want to learn and have that drive for learning, but people who are willing to do something with what they've learned. And this is going to bring us right into our second thing that I want you to be looking for when you are looking to recruit, when you're looking to hire, when you're looking to onboard in terms of people who have the potential to be stars. They might not be stars today, but they have that potential in the future. What are they going to learn? But then what did they do with that learning? So, right, it's one thing to read about running. I could read about running all day long. I could listen to podcasts about it. I could talk to people who have run marathons and ultra marathons and written books about it. But ultimately, if I don't go out and start running, all of that learning is pointless. And there is going to be a moment in the learning where they are going to be forced, when all of us are forced to be uncomfortable. And so the second thing, the first thing is this willingness to learn. The second thing that separates star performers 
from average performers is this willingness to be uncomfortable, not quitting and not trying things because they are uncomfortable for us, that we they recognize discomfort is part of the process. So if we think about, for example, how adults learn, there is this four quadrant grid. I'm talking about this all the time to my clients that you have to recognize that Initially, when you're learning a new skill or you're doing something differently, you start out as you have unconscious incompetence. You don't know that you're bad at it or you don't know that you don't know it. And you can operate very comfortably in this unconscious incompetence grid where maybe you're not getting the results that you want, but you're not even aware that you're not doing something maybe the way that you could be doing it or that you don't have this skill. It's just... I don't know. You don't know what you don't know. And then, right, you become aware that, oh, here's something I don't know how to do, right? I don't know how to do Facebook ads. I don't know how to run a 5K. I don't know how to do XYZ to make a cold call effectively. I don't know how to follow up consistently with my prospects in a way that they don't feel like I'm just nagging them but they feel valued and heard, right? There's a lot of things. You become aware that you don't know something. And so when we move into this awareness, this conscious incompetence, this is where that drive for learning comes that, okay, I want to learn how to do it. I want to get better, right? So this is the first step. We're looking for people who are saying, I want to get better. I want to do better. I want to learn it. So then in the process of learning, what happens next is you have conscious competence. So you know how to do it, but you have to think about it. And this is often this conscious competence and this conscious incompetence. When we become aware that we don't know how to do something and we're aware that we're learning how to do something, these are very uncomfortable. This is where we're out of our comfort zone. This is where we're trying things that don't feel natural. You have to be willing to be in the discomfort of, you know, I'm trying a new sales script and it doesn't sound natural, but I'm going to do it anyways. Or I'm trying a new sales skill or I'm trying a new approach. I'm trying a new way of looking at my business and it doesn't feel natural. I'm not going to let the fact that it doesn't feel natural stop me from trying it. I'm going to keep doing it and learning it until it becomes unconscious competence where I don't have to think about it anymore. And that is how we learn as we move through those phases. And if people aren't willing to be uncomfortable, they won't be willing to implement the things that they're learning. What you're looking for when you are looking to hire for people who have the potential to be stars, for the people that you want to grow in your organization, is this willingness to be uncomfortable. Not that they know how to do everything or they do everything smoothly or everything's comfortable all the time, but they're willing to do it even when it's not. Sales is all about discomfort, right? There's a lot of uncomfortable conversations, uncomfortable silences. Maybe you ask for the business and you're waiting for the answer and you have to just make yourself be quiet and not say anything. It's uncomfortable. And so a willingness to be uncomfortable, to sit in that discomfort is what will distinguish people who have the capacity to be developed into star performers in the long run. You're not necessarily looking for people who love things like making cold calls, closing. They might not love them, but they're willing to do it anyways. And they're just willing to sit in the discomfort of not loving it and learn how to do it and learn to do it and keep doing it until it gets comfortable. So we've talked about today so far two things that can help you 
either hire for potential or really identify where potential already is within your company. Maybe these are people that are average or sub-average performers and you're saying, yeah, but that person really is coachable. They have a drive to learn. They're willing to be uncomfortable. This is where you want to spend your time and resources mentoring and training versus just letting them flounder on their own. I like to call it flounder and fizzle and just waiting for the next person to come. There's a lot of churn and burn when you own your own brokerage or agency, whether you're in real estate, whether you're insurance, whether you're in mortgage, and right, this hire and hope mentality. We hope they do good, and if they don't, that's fine. We'll hire somebody else. But you're burning brand capital in your community versus if you're saying, okay, what I believe as an agency owner is that we can hire for potential and we can develop that potential. We can develop that potential within our agency. And sometimes we'll get lucky and we don't have to develop for it. But if we can identify these core things that are going to help people be successful in the long term and we can train them, we are going to have a lot more agents succeeding at much higher levels, which ultimately leads to happier people and happier profits, better profits, right? Better bottom lines, which is really what it's all about. So if you can have that that double effect of happier people working for the company, well, the company's happier financially because you have healthy profits, everybody wins. So the first things we've talked about is you want to hire for people that are coachable, but more importantly, willing to learn, a drive to learn. And then you want to hire for people that are willing to be uncomfortable. They don't quit when things get hard or when they feel unfamiliar, that they dig in and they're willing to sit in that discomfort. They're willing to be uncomfortable. And that is something that will help you to develop people, identify who can be developed over time. The third thing that I want to talk about is you want to look for people who show up when they don't want to. No one is motivated every single day. I use this running example that, you know, I did it. Even though I was like, oh my gosh, I am terrified of running six miles. I showed up. But more importantly, I showed up when I was training for my first marathon every week and I did the run that was in front of me. Okay, this week I'm going to run six miles. Next week I'm going to run seven then I'm going to run eight. Before you know, I'm going to run 12. I promise you, I did not wake up every morning saying, I want to go run 12, 13, 14 miles every day. Or sometimes I did say that. And then about, you know, six miles in, I didn't want to keep going. But I knew that consistency was what was going to get me to the finish line. And so what you're looking for is people who show up when they don't want to. You're not looking for people who are motivated all the time. Nobody ever is. That is just basically trash talk, if you will, or it's kind of that, you know, that's how people lie through interviews and fool us is I love my job. This is like I'm motivated because X, Y, Z. This is what drives me in the morning. All of those things are great. But, you know, what's more important is saying I love my job. And even though I love my job, there are times when I don't want to make those phone calls. I don't want to call these leads for the fifth time in our follow-up sequence. But I do it anyways because I know that when I do that, I feel proud that I showed up for myself and I improve my likelihood of success. Consistency is what creates great salespeople. You know, I used to get in this fight a lot with a boss that I had around work harder versus work smarter. It's not either. Like, yes, you want to work smart, focused effort, being able to discern, but just grinding it out. You know, 
I'm not a just grind it out, make 100 calls every day. But what you do need to do is you need to be consistent. What you choose to do, the activities that you choose that matter, show up even when you don't want to. And you know that as an owner of a business, but you need to hire for that too. Show up for the things that matter and show up for them when they don't want to. That's what you're looking for. And you want to pull out examples, see if they can give you some examples of that, right? And have that vulnerability and authenticity to say, I'm not motivated every day, but when I'm not motivated, here's what I do and here's how I keep showing up. And this is why it's important. You know, when I was in medical sales, there were days when I would sit in front of a customer's office and I would be like, do I have to go in today? I don't have anything I need to say. This customer doesn't care, right? There'd be a lot of stories that would make it easy to sit in my car. And I'm like, no, I'm showing up. I'm going to make myself get out of the car and walk through that door. And I always felt better when I did it. And that ability for people to motivate themselves to show up when it's hard, to show up when it's uncomfortable, to show up when they don't know how to do something and be willing to learn it, that is what is going to differentiate and what does differentiate your star performers from your average performers. And so I want to recap today, really these things that are very, very critical that if you want to grow your agency, if you are looking to hire, that yes, you know, it's great if you can land star talent, someone who has a proven track record of success. But fundamentally, if you can get 50% of your team operating at a star level, you are going to have a thriving brokerage, right? Instead of worrying about 80-20 and saying, okay, 80% of my people are going to be average, what if the expectation is nobody's going to be average? If you're here, you're going to be above average, and we're going to help you get there. And then if you have a commitment to helping them get there, you have to be looking for people who have the potential to be stars. And it's easy to get wrapped up in kind of the fast-talking charisma things in an interview and people telling you all the right things. But what I really want you to do is going to help really drive your success is really looking for these other things, these things like, is this person, do they have a drive to learn? Are they coachable? Right? Can they give me an example of something they've learned and how they've implemented it recently? And within that, are they willing to be uncomfortable? Do they have a willingness to be uncomfortable? Because not only is that a key selling skill and is key skill when it comes to sales, but it's also a key skill for learning new things. And if you're going to be pushing people to grow, they have to be willing to be uncomfortable. And then the third thing is, are they willing to show up when they don't want to, right? Are they willing to show up when the motivation is not there, when it might be hard, when other people aren't showing up. It's not necessarily about working longer or harder, but are they showing up consistently? Are they consistently doing the things even when they don't have the motivation to do them? So those are the three things that are going to separate your star performers from your average performers. They're going to make a huge difference. They're things that you can hire for. And when you hire for them, you are positioned to develop outstanding talent in your industry. If you liked this episode, join us for our next episode of Sales Fiction, where we will be talking about strategies to keep your stars from leaving. So this week we were talking about how to get people to be stars, right? How to get more stars in your agency by looking for the three key skills that separate your star agents from your average agents. And next 
episode, I'm going to be giving you some tools to keep those stars from leaving. That's one thing I hear a lot is agency owners say, I don't know if I want to develop, you know, make an investment in terms of time, energy, resources into people, because if they're successful, they're just going to get recruited by other people and want to leave. If you want to keep people that are stars and that are performing well, happy and engaged and a part of your agency, make sure you tune in to our next episode. And if you like this episode, make sure to subscribe.